0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of "All Be the Judge of That." I'm your co-host, Evan Ryan Lewis. Here with me is my co-host, Adam Eagle Rock. What's up, Adam? What's up?
1: What is up? I had to cut you off because life's good. Life's good, and you're just, you're happy you know, this week.
0: I'm happy this week. This is a good week. Uh, another reason this is a good week, if you don't mind me just telling a little history of the podcast, real quick. Yeah, is our guest, um, someone we've been trying to get on. So for those of you who've listened to the podcast, you may know that the first episode of, of this podcast was recorded in 2017. Uh, Adam Eagle Rock and I recorded one episode, same exact concept, and then never edited it, never uploaded never did anything with it ever again. It was like, we thought we were gonna do them every week, but we just recorded one and then just completely stopped. And then three years later, I'm at a party in Brooklyn, and my good friend, Nick Tejeda, Is at this party with me and he starts telling everyone the story about how he was at a friend's house at this friend's family friend's beach house and he takes a shower in their outdoor shower and looks into the house and makes eye contact with the parents. And he was naked. Yeah. (laughs) And so I go, Why would you Shower naked. He's like, it's a shower, and the whole party got into this big discussion about if you can shower naked in an outdoor shower. And I was like, this reminds me of a topic. And he's like, what's the topic? And I was like, well, three years ago, me and my friend Adam we had this idea for a concept for a podcast, and blah 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 blah. And then that really, I think, sparked resparked my interest. And it wasn't long after that Adam and I started recording, and then we've been doing. I mean, we're almost at hundred episodes, so. Without further ado, for the first time, welcome to the show, Nick Tejeda.
2: Yeah, thank you. Um, And, uh, you know, you kind of took the sentimental intro I was going to have is that uh, you guys have been doing this for so long. And so, long time listener, uh, first time caller, and, uh, you know, just kudos to you guys to keep it running. Um, Obviously, the world's full of topics, but to find the time and keep it going, uh, you guys should be really proud of yourself. So, excited to join and uh, talk topics. Should we start out?
1: Yeah, just real quick. If if anyone out there is works at a supermarket, just DM us. I'd love yeah. to get you on the podcast. Yeah. Great, so great many plug. questions.
2: And I think that's the great thing is that even though people have different points, you know, or fall on different sides of the topic spectrum, <laughs> you do topics where everyone has been in that situation, which is totally. great. It's, yeah. it's unbelievable. Which I think, like to start. So the outdoor shower, um, I think, is a is a hot topic because there's a there's a lot. One, I probably shouldn't have even used the shower. They offered me the bathroom, then they offered <laughs> the, the, the the shower, and I took the shower. Um, it was outdoors. It was enclosed. Now there was a instance where I was looking at the the hosts son-in-law, uh, or brother-in-law of the buddy whose house I was there at, uh, <laughs> my issue was the, the, when you walk out of the shower, the bench they had to put your clothes are right in front of a window. So like, I think, sure. Yes. I think the topic is, can you shower naked in an outdoor shower? Uh, but obviously there's a lot to unpack there. Regardless, I rarely shower with clothes on. So my answer is always, I never shower with clothes on. So my answer is yes. I think you can shower naked in an outdoor shower.
0: But you can leave your bathing suit on in that instance at like a beach house type thing and just rinse the salt water off you.
1: My question is, what was your plan after the shower? Like towel dry and then towel around the waist and then then walk into like said bathroom to change?
2: Well, if you don't have, uh, if you don't shower with the clothes on, you can dry a little quicker. So my plan was clothes and towel outside of the shower, enjoy a shower and get, you know, the sand off me, uh, put the dry off, put the bathing suit back on, get in my car and drive home. Um, Which like for being at that house for like literally 10 minutes or five minutes, probably shouldn't have even showered and let alone naked, but, you know, just trying to be quick and I still just think you can be naked.
1: Just to clarify, if it was fully enclosed, though, right? It's not just like a spigot that everyone can see, and you're just butt naked by the
0: poolside.
2: Yes, it's an enclosed one.
0: Four walls enclosed, or three?
2: Four walls enclosed, and then the door opens out mm-hmm. to a bench that they. So have that's where you got right in trouble. Next- yeah yeah but don't put the bench there extend the shower (laughs) extend the enclosure to to Uh encompass the the bench because the bench was literally set up being like put close here Uh right but the bench was also set up with a window and the couch (laughs) was facing out towards the window it was really setting you up for failure
0: it was poor engineering let (laughs) let me just get (laughs) this straight the shower was fully
1: enclosed so then you showered naked you walked mm-hmm. out of the shower naked so now you are no longer in, in an enclosure you are now standing naked in someone's backyard <laughs> yeah. just to clarify this whole
2: yeah, thing yeah you're right so that that is where i think i went wrong in that situation
1: Ew, um yeah. okay I'm gonna go, well i'm going to go with shower naked i i don't mind that mm-hmm. bring
0: the towel throw it over the the door handle fence door. thing yeah yeah
2: totally mm-hmm. okay
0: you live and you learn. All right, Nick Saheda, bring it on. What do you have for us? Uh,
2: so kind of going on uh, with and somewhat of a sense of nudity. Uh, <laughs> friend came over. It was my birthday. Gave me a really cool pair of shorts um, that are shorts that kind of have built-in compression shorts. And we were about to go out and I was like, oh, these are great things. I'm going to throw them on right now. And he said, you're not going to wash them first. And it got into this huge debate of, do you have to wash your clothes before you wear them for the first time?
0: Good topic. Has not been discussed on the show. I have heard of this before. I do not do this.
1: I always do this. This, Why? There is nothing that, well, let me caveat that. Workout shorts, actually, I don't do. But all my other types of clothes, like regular jeans, like I just bang it out one and done. Usually the shirt too, like I, I do a pre-shrink, like I'm controlling the shrink and then I'll, I'll be aware of like what goes on after that. But workout shorts, no, you could throw you could throw those on and get to it. But it, 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 you wash your clothes, get it done
0: with. So you don't need to do this again. How do you control the shrink? You have no control. Yeah, I was going to say.
1: That's what are you talking that, about? I have a control to control the shrink. How oh do you God. control the shrink? You know how many shrinks I see? I, I control the shrink.
2: Is it? Is it? Are you washing it because of the shrink, or are you washing it because it's new, you don't know where it's been, you feel like it's already dirty?
1: I mean, if something says made in Bangladesh, <laughs> do you have <laughs> any idea how many hands that's touched before it got to you? You wash that shit. Just, what are we talking about here?
0: I, I don't really see an issue, honestly. I don't care if it's been in Bangladesh. What are you talking about? So if I had like a, a new
1: shirt at my house and I was just, and I and I gave you the origin of the shirt and how it received to my house, you'd be like, cool. I'm gonna put it on and go out. Yeah, yeah. I have I have no problem with
0: it.
2: You're out of your I mind. I wash. I I never wash. I put it right on. Uh, we even got to the point of what about undergarments, which I also don't wash. I Why don't would you wash shoes. them? They're brand new. First, first okay. set before. The, okay. Then it got into inner garments like like <laughs> G-strings or thongs, and should you wash those? And I was a little more inclined to say, yes, I probably would wash my G-strings before I put them on. Um, but everything else, I'm putting right on first time. You know, I never the, heard that. Out the store.
1: That's that's a whole different level. I've never heard that term before, actually, inner garments. Me either. And, and that's <laughs> such a brilliant concept i don't know
2: i don't know if it is if it is, is a term that's kind of what we landed on when we were okay last
1: one though. what about bed sheets
0: i feel like those get a little softer after a wash like it kind I of i don't takes care the if you off. feel like it what do, what do you do
2: i do wash them and i kind of i agree with evan i do think it is because they feel a little softer
0: yeah it's not because of the cleanliness issue
1: for me i don't think it's a cleanliness thing for me as much as it is like i want to control the environment you know that's a I control got thing. shirt yeah maybe i got control problems
0: um okay so to wrap that one up for me i don't wash it even if my g-string was made in bangladesh <laughs> uh nick
2: i don't wash it uh unless it is a g-string
0: okay and adam i wash it all Everything. It's okay. Washed. I'm interesting. I'm interested to see how the polling comes out on this one. So reminder to follow us on Instagram at judge pod, and then you can vote on Friday. Um, Nick, you want to throw another one in?
2: Uh, yeah. Uh, so there's a couple parts of this story, but I was at a party one time. It was a friend of a friend's and the host was DJing, uh, at the party. Um, which also is just basically a glorified, uh, ox mm-hmm. Uh but you know, which maybe that's a little rude and maybe you did practice beforehand and I requested a song, um, twice and he didn't play it. <laughs> and the question is if, if, you know, obviously I think for a club or a bar, you know, bar maybe you have a little more flexibility. If somebody is at their house, DJing, can you request songs? Cause I think the rule is like, no, you can't go to a DJ at a club and request a track. So, um,
0: did you request I, I, the same song twice? Yeah. Do you care to mention the name of the song?
2: Uh, the song was "Levels" by Avicii. <laughs> no, uh, <what's> it? <laughs> which I I happen to think also could be a topic is is one of the best songs of our generation.
0: <laughs> That's a take right there. It is like the classic, like ask a DJ to play song, though, isn't it? What house party?
2: I, I, I I don't
0: know. <laughs> Like, it, like before we it get was- into that, explain the vibe.
1: Like, if I'm having, like, a dinner party and Evan comes over, he's just like, hey, drop some Otis Redding. I'd be like, all right, hell yeah. But if I'm having, like, a, you know, a small gathering, a little dinner party or something, and cheese plates are out, maybe charcuterie, and Evan comes drop levels by Avicii, <laughs> I'd be like, uh.
2: <laughs> totally. But I also think that the, the key part of the story is the guy is on the ones and twos with his laptop out. Uh, and laptop a, you know yeah he's dj like <laughs> clearly djing um and maybe it was the song but you know i guess can you even submit a request so i think you can right um i think as a host you probably should take guest requests um but, but i think it, it depends just, on the song like though yeah <laughs> well,
0: i think to adam's dancing, point yeah i also
2: think i also uh, think <laughs> sometimes it's tough i think it's tough when people are trying sometimes DJ, when, when people DJ, sometimes I feel like they're trying to go a little deep cuts only to show their breath of music. Mm-hmm. Um, and I sometimes think you need a, a recognizable, uh, millennial anthem to, really get, <laughs> to get the party going. Um, the other part of the story was that we, so it was a friend's birthday party. We all went to a dinner beforehand. So everyone's dancing. Um, we get to the house and everybody immediately goes to the bathroom and I go in last and I see like the toilet paper just started to come in and I'm, I know that this thing is going to overflow. So I spend time, um, unclogging it, not only with a plunger, but with my bare hand to save the party from having a f- overflowing toilet. Least the guy could do would be play levels one time. <laughs>
0: Oh my god! <laughs> so you think you volunteering for on the plumbing help gives you more credibility on your on your musical s- selections? Is this what I... fatherhood's like in Brooklyn? <laughs> yeah.
2: It's great. Welcome to it. These are the kind of things that I long for.
0: Can I um, ask how far apart the requests were made? Like an hour and a half. <laughs> you went back ninety minutes later and still asked for the same song. <laughs> all right. All right. My 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 take on this is is.
1: You can request. You cannot be upset if the DJ doesn't play it. You can double down. You could triple down. The DJ, a i e host, can also ask you to get the fuck out of his house by the third <laughs> request of Levels of Ichi. Furthermore, I suggest to everyone not to request any songs at all. And the reason being is it psychologically will fuck you up for the next 90 minutes because now you're just... If the DJ is just like, yeah, yeah, sure thing, sure thing. And then in his head, he's like, yeah, I'm not playing that. You're sitting there for the next 90 minutes waiting for the next song and the next song and the next song. And and it's hard to be present with the other people when you're constantly thinking like, when the hell
0: am I? (laughs) When is it coming? Uh, Can I ask another question? Did you mention that you helped him with the toilet when you made the selection? You didn't bring that up. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh.
2: You, you know I don't like people knowing I'm like I did a heroic thing. <laughs> <laughs> I never talk about my heroics.
0: Yeah, sure. O-
2: only only like six months later on a podcast.
0: Yeah, I think um, I think you can make requests, but I agree with Adam Eagle Rock that you can't really expect them to be played. Speaking and, of, yeah,
1: I I got a, I got a follow up topic that kind of follows this.
0: I I did as well. Actually, you you go first. Okay.
1: On a, you know, we were talking about festivals and long drives and stuff like this, like on a long drive, as the driver, how much autonomy do you have over what's being played through the speakers?
0: Great topic. I think just to jump in here first, if you're driving, you have total control over the music, but the longer the drive is, the less Mm -hmm. autonomy you have. Like a 20-minute drive, no one's touching the music a two hour drive, you know, a 10 hour drive, the longer the drive goes, I think the more rights the passengers have, that's, that's good. That's good.
2: And as the driver, I think you also get veto power that if you don't like a song, if you don't Mm. want to hear a levels
0: (laughs) for six hours straight on the, you can select, you
2: can select the next track. Really? Well, I think if they, if maybe if they go down a certain genre or a vibe that you don't really want to listen to, you can be like, "Hey, we got to mix it up."
0: Mm -hmm. So, does there have to be consensus in the car?
2: Probably to make probably to make a move off of something. I think maybe I'm just going a little too heavy-handed, saying the driver cannot automatically just say we got to get off this track or we get no more Taylor Swift. But I think (laughs) that there probably should be consensus that if people aren't feeling the vibe of the new track that your buddy's saying we got to listen to,
0: you can move
1: move off of it. Mm-hmm. So for a minute, I wanted to do this segment on on I'll be the judge of that of like my pet peeves. And this coincides with this topic because I, I have a truck, a flatbed with four doors. So I have plenty of room to take people to and from any adventure. And because I have that and all my friends, of course, have fucking sedans with like two-door Audis bullshit. I'm always the one driving. Fine. Well, what happens when you go, like, backpacking and you're off the grid for, like, three, four days, you get back in the car, you do the drive, and now everyone's on their phone. Everyone. Right? (laughs) And so, they're all catching up on emails, the news, the banks that went under, like, and they're keeping this shit to themselves, you know? Like, and I'm over here trying to appease everyone with some, like, indie road trip Spotify playlist, when in reality, like... (laughs) Let me turn on my Don Winslow crime novel if you guys are just going to be dilly-dallying through TikTok. (laughs) Totally. Interesting.
2: Which I I don't know how much you guys talk about. Like, I think one rule of thumb is, you know, I get in in little uh, spats with my wife often and I tell her that she needs to go to co-pilot school. She's not great (laughs) in the front seat when I'm driving, Um, you know, things like if I'm, opening the middle console to grab a tic tac she should be like proactively thinking okay let's take that and put that back in or if i'm you know we go through mcdonald's and i'm eating a breakfast burrito or an egg mcmuffin she should be thinking ready with napkin or uh grabbing the trash and putting it in the bag um
1: couldn't agree more could not if agree you're more. in the
2: front seat you have to be awake right mm-hmm. on a long drive or we've done we've done okay this one recently you have done that one um, yeah
1: who I can fall asleep. On but a, d- d- the thing, thing that bothers trip. me is the elbow on the center console. It's like, yo, you, you see me digging for the handle while I'm going 85 down the five, like mm-hmm. have <laughs> some courtesy here and lift up the elbow,
0: you know? 100%. Are like, there any good co-pilot schools out in New York? <laughs> no,
2: I don't know you have to I found, do that virtually. You have to go to Jersey for that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the other thing that, speaking of driving, I'm curious if you guys have done this one, you're driving a car obviously seems like you drive people a lot um adam and like who pays for the gas like because i'm i'm always like if, if my buddy's driving the car and i don't have to fly or if i don't have to take a train especially in new york right when there's limited cars i'm, I'm taking the first tank mm-hmm. now i get it sometimes if people don't take the first tank because who knows you could be close to empty second tank somebody else needs to take yeah I, I, I often agree see with people that. not even like reaching because it's like you, they think it's your car.
0: Yeah. I think the first battery full of electricity, you know, the, <laughs> the owner of the car covers that because they picked you up with some fuel in the battery. But when you stop, if you have to stop to refuel, like the drive is that long, I think someone else should pick it up. We, can we, you say
2: something as the driver?
0: Yeah, I think you can. We actually
1: discussed this in the car on the way to Yosemite one time is is it was me, Evan and our other buddy, Matt, and we were driving. And the concept that I think we agreed on was if the driver's going there anyway, then the passengers don't need to pay. However, what back to my pet peeve, like I want to be catching up on the news. I want to be answering the, all the text messages that I have. I want to be sitting in the back seat. Like I'll tell you when my lease is up, <laughs> you bet you, I'm getting a one door car. That's
0: it. I <laughs> got a motorcycle. Yeah, a I lot of people know, with trucks end up wanting the smaller cars because you have to like drive everyone around all the time.
1: Oh, I have such a good second topic. This one, I told you. This one, I think
0: it's really good. Can I
1: just... Dr- well, can we close the loop on this, Evan? What do you think on the topic? How much autonomy? You said. Shorter drive, more autonomy,
0: longer yeah. drive. Yeah. Appease the I crowd. think short drive, the driver can have full rights, no, no um, excuse. I mean, uh, no suggestions, nothing. But the longer the drive goes, the more input you have to take from the passengers. Nick?
2: I would say agree. And I do now going back that driver can still have veto power. If they okay. really don't like something, they can, they can pull the plug.
1: I have, a, I have a quick one to follow up with this truck bit. Um, I have a truck, as I mentioned, flatbed, four doors. And in LA, I guess it's not as common for people to have trucks. So I get called all the time. Can I borrow your truck? Can I borrow your truck? I need to move. I need to do this. So there's two things that come with this. It's either I'm helping or I'm giving the keys, right? And it's like both are just not an ideal situations. So my question is, if someone calls me to borrow my truck, can I call them to borrow their sedan? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love I this go It's like, yeah, why is it okay to ask to borrow a pickup truck, but it's not okay to ask to borrow any other type of car? You can't be like, hey, me and seven friends are going out to this thing. Can I borrow your Suburban? You'd be like, no. Right. Or like the example you gave me was like, Hey, like I'm going out to this really nice dinner. Can I borrow your BMW? No, but it's like, hey, I need to move this couch. Can I borrow your pickup truck? That's like everyone asks that. Why is that the one type of car that you can ask to borrow? It's kind of crazy.
1: In a most rugged sense, too. Uh-huh. It's like I'm, if I'm going on a date, like it's a clean cut, you know, versus like you're going to be smashing couches into the trunk.
0: Like, what are right. we talking <laughs> about here? Right. I what do you think? It, Nick? Comes How with, is- I've,
2: I've, it comes with the territory.
0: But why though? Know? Is that fair? <clears throat>
2: It's well, it's true. like, it's the utilitarian aspect of it, you know? I, I think that's it. It's If, if, if you know, a, a truck can get you to point A to point B just as efficient as a sedan can, but a sedan can't carry a truck, can't carry a couch like a truck can. Yeah. I just think it's one of those, it's tough. I, I hate those situations either. I heard I, as well. I don't like giving the keys. I don't like driving people all the time, but it's like.
1: I'm gonna throw in two cents here to all the listeners. If you own a truck and someone asks to borrow it, say sure. Give me the keys to your car
0: while you're using mine.
2: <laughs> I think that's totally fair too. I agree. Yeah, because that's normally my biggest excuse when people ask me for my car. Uh, you know, even our neighbors were in a bind, and they were like, "Hey, we need our car. Your, can we use your car for the entire weekend?" And I was like. <laughs> Yeah, but I need my car for the weekend, too. So like, yeah. what, do, what am I supposed to do there? Yeah. Um, so I think that's a fair trade for sure.
0: Yeah, because in New York, it's a little different because not everyone has a car. So people might want your car just because it's a car. In L.A., everyone has a car, but no one has a pickup.
2: Are you willing to? I mean, do you feel like you're, you're better off just giving them the truck so you don't have to help load the couch, too?
1: That's what I mean. Or are like, you often I,
2: feeling like, do you, all, do you come with the truck? Yeah, like, part, like a one person moving company. Yeah, <laughs> it,
1: it's turned into that. And it's turned into that. it's driving me nuts. And like <laughs> don't don't get me wrong, like I'm I'm happy to help everyone that I have helped, but like last week in particular, I got asked 3 times. And so I blocked off like hours, three separate times to do some task, which is like okay, like I'm cool with it. But I was just like You know, when, when, what do I, what do I get?
2: (laughs) Is this, is this like a vintage truck or is this like a 2020
1: F-150? The 2021 Toyota Tacoma. Oh, nice.
2: Yeah. I think think it's hilarious. I think think if it's a vintage car, you probably can get away. People like don't associate that with doing work. I think it's just because of the roles truck plays. Well, a follow-up thing with this is like, you know, in the
1: bed of my truck is like filthy. Like, you know, there's, there's surfboard, there's sand, there's water, there's like all this shit. So it's like, yeah, give me your, give me your Tesla. All right. But I'm
0: not, <laughs> I'm not washing this shit when I'm done, you know? Uh-huh. Um, okay. So let's make this one into a topic. Like, can you ask to borrow someone's car if it's not a truck? I think is the topic. Right. For sure. And I think the answer is no. And with I'm- trucks, I think the answer is Yes. I unfortunately
1: agree, but I'm going to start testing the waters here and I'd love Uh to see how people vote on
0: this. I love that whole thing. Like, hey, I have like a really important meeting where I have to, like, show someone around L.A. Can I borrow your car? Right. Give me your Porsche. (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
1: Like, i ain't moving nothing. Give me your Porsche. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Um, okay, Nick, you want to put another one in here?
2: I'd say the la- well, obviously this is a, this is one you guys have discussed and you guys brought it up again recently about reserving a parking spot. Now I, I know, I, I don't want to get too deep into that, but like the New York parking scene is crazy. It's a game. Um, and I love it. It's like a rat race. I know my times, I know my streets, I know what I'm going to do when I'm there and I know how to play the game. I know when street sweeping is suspended. So I move it there on Sundays. Um, and I don't have to draw, you know, move my car that week. There's two school there's two ways you can kind of approach it. The one is double parking, which means like between 9 a.m. to eight to ten thirty a.m., I will move my car off one side of the street to the next side of the street, parking in a car and and leave it there for an hour and a half and leave my key, leave my car and just go do my thing for an hour and a half and then come back and just try to move it back to the other side of the street. The other school of thought is you get there 30 you know, nine forty-five. And you park your car and sit in it for forty five minutes,
0: and wait for the streets to get swept. And
2: wait, and well, the streets might be swept, but just wait to not wait get for the ticket.
0: ticket person. Yeah.
2: And so my ask is, what is the more appropriate and like correct way to handle street sweeping? Is it leave for forty, be in your car for forty five minutes and move it there and sit it for forty five minutes, or leave your car blocking another car on the side of the road? leave your keys a lot of people leave notes saying if, if you need me call me um, interesting for an hour and a half
0: well you know you and i um we don't talk that much but when we do a lot of time is spent talking about street sweeping signs and parking rules <laughs> in brooklyn and i've always wanted to know like your ultimate goal is to get this like unbelievable spot that's like right in front of your house so that you don't have to move it for a week and i never really understood the concept of like what's the point of like having a car if the whole goal is just to like leave it somewhere for a week straight and not move it like that's the whole goal of getting the great spot right don't you want to like, use your car the next day
2: uh you're right which is part of the reason i'm probably not going to continue having a car but i think <laughs> it's not it's not that. <clears throat> even if you get a great i mean if you get a great spot say you go out for dinner and then you're coming home and you get get a great spot like there's no better feeling but you're still <laughs> going to probably have to move it unless it's like you know you're probably you're, you're guaranteed to have to move your car once a week
0: yeah, but aren't you using your car once a week that's what i don't get
2: no so, I'm using my car like t- <laughs> maybe twice a week. So one, I, don't, I shouldn't have a car. But two, it's still for the people who do have cars.
0: You it still sounds like most, the the time you, game. most of the time you drive your car, it's just to the other side of the street, it sounds like.
2: No, you have to drive around <laughs> the neighborhood to go find a spot to uh-huh. go park in. But yes, a lot of the time I am moving my car I, on, during the week is to avoid street sweeping. During the I can't believe that you're doing stuff.
0: the culture is just to block someone's car and leave a note. I think that's really rude. That wouldn't fly in L.A. for sure.
2: My take is double parking is should not be allowed. Agreed. I've actually told cops that they should go ticket them versus ticketing me because mm. I. You know, well, that's got to be a ticketable
0: offense. Totally double parking fine. and blocking someone in.
2: Double parking is fine. It's like an accepted. Uh,
1: Explain this double rules parking thing real quick. I'm con- yeah, I'm so there's a, I mean, there's
2: confused. one the, a lot of one way streets almost like right. Primarily, one one-way streets in, in Brooklyn, um, and you can move. You basically, you know, you could probably you could fit three cars down any any street. You park, you know, two car, you know, two cars park on each side, and then driving in the middle. What cars do during the street sweeping time is move their car into the driving lane, basically. Next to the parked car, so cars would drive around them, and the street sweeper will drive around them down that last lane to clean the street. So, what people do your car,
0: yeah, and they leave their their car car
2: for an hour and a half. Hell no!
0: Your your window, your windshield will be smashed in in LA if you block someone in like that. That is like,
2: and like, there's instances where you might be in Like, I was nervous thinking about where I need to park my car as we were thinking about having the baby. I was like, in case. (laughs) <laughs> we go into labor and we have to drive 50 minutes up to the Upper yeah. West Side. How the hell am I going to get there if like it's 9 a.m. and somebody had just moved their car and blocked me in?
0: Your wife's like, my water's breaking. And you're like, but street sweeping doesn't start for 30 more minutes.
2: <laughs> Hold it. So that's, right. I mean, I, I think the the double parking is the more acceptable method. People that's give crazy. you bad looks and people honk at you if you start taking the spots at 945. When the judge pod
0: comes to New York, we will correct that behavior. I am so against this. I, I say re- you're yeah. We'll
2: record it in my car. It'll be a yeah. excuse to drive it and we'll go explore the experience it firsthand. Carpool Perfect. Um,
0: we have time for one more. Uh, Nick, you got another one for us?
2: I love doing dishes. Like I, I love them. Uh, you know, my dad's a good dishwasher. I'm a, I like to think I'm a good dishwasher.
1: Um, my man, doing my,
2: my apartment, do it at other people's apartment. Um, and sometimes I feel like you go to a buddy's house or a friend's house and they're hosting like a dinner party. Right. And, um, we're playing Avicii and <laughs> at the end of the night, the night's winding down. I'll go in there and start helping with dishes. And the question is if you're at somebody else's house, obviously they probably did a lot to set up and you start doing dishes. Does that mean they can just fully kick up their feet or should they still help the host? Yeah.
0: Wow. I, I know you really well. You you do dishes after dinner parties a lot, which I think is like amazing of you. Um, but you do love washing dishes, so <laughs> do you want their help or you want to be able to do the whole thing yourself?
2: Well, I'd like your I I as a person who enjoys doing dishes, I'll give my point of view, but I'd like uh-huh. to hear what you guys think on the topic first.
0: So, I actually like doing dishes too and similarly my dad likes doing dishes. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't mind that role honestly for myself. If I'm like, if we're all cleaning up after a dinner party, I would rather be in, at the sink than most of the other jobs. I don't want to be like wiping down the table or like taking the trash out or collecting the empty beer cans or whatever. I, I don't mind that role, um, but I think that the host, if they cooked and had any everyone over and someone's doing the dishes, I don't think the host necessarily has to contribute. It's nice, but I don't think they have to. Well.
1: E- e- Evan, you and I have talked about something similar to this and, and you landed on, if you're having a dinner party, you should be the one doing the dishes.
0: I you're really, like, I really believe that. Shouldn't Yeah. I, I like to have people over. I cook a lot for people and I never expect anyone to do the dishes and occasionally it happens and it's nice, but I really don't mind it and I, I don't expect it at all. So my, so I like doing the dishes
1: as well however we're all
0: gonna fight over doing the dishes <laughs> however however
1: <clears throat> i i don't mind doing the dishes at my house and the reason being is i cook efficiently and i cook and clean in in unison so if there's a pile of dishes at the end of my dinner party somebody else fucked up along the way and that <laughs> wasn't me so do i if nothing bothers me more than People on their phones while I'm driving. But other than that, when at the end of a dinner party and it's my turn to do the dishes, you know, at somebody else's house and I'm looking, I'm like, well, why didn't you soak the pan while we were eating? Like, you know, I'm looking at all this stuff and I was just like, there's there's so many inefficiencies. Like, you got to go to dishwashing school to understand what's going on here because now I'm going to be – I volunteer to do the dishes. Now I'm going to be fucking here for – for 45 minutes, everyone else is over there playing salad bowl. And I, I chose the bad gig over here because you don't know how to cook efficiently.
2: And, <laughs> no. And, and no. I think that's – that. those are the instances that I get upset is when, to your point, everyone is playing salad bowl. Not necessarily like taking out the trash. You know, like and my group of friends are, are normally – they contribute. But it's funny that we all had this conversation because, you know, the instances where I think about it um, – I I feel like the, I was, I was curious if it was a gender issue where I felt like my guy buddies were just like kicking up and drinking and hanging out, playing salad bowl. And maybe the female hosts were, were coming up and being like, Hey, how can we help? Or thanks so much for doing this. Like, let me dry while you're washing. Um, But it's nice to be with some fellow male dishwashers uh, on this call. Uh, (laughs) But I, I do think that, that, that has been a, you know, I think that, as the host, normally I won't let anybody do the dishes because I also enjoy it. But I think that when people are willing to chip in, I appreciate that. And I'm like, cool, now we can be even more efficient. You do this, I'll dry. Or you do this, I'll put it in the dishwasher just to try to do it. I would never leave somebody to do in the dishes at my house. But I feel like I see it very often where they're like, mm-hmm. oh, cool. Nick's just going to tap in. We'll just continue mm-hmm. playing games, you know? Mm. The, it, the And then sometimes is... I'll try to like – Where's my neck is like you're hunched over for so long and to your point, Adam, it's like people can be so inefficient with cooking. And I'm like, did you really just decide to use every single pot and pan? Cause you knew I was coming over <laughs> for this dish, or, or did you, or were like you, were you just wanting to clean these things? Or did you really need to use three frying pans for, you know, making sauce? Like it's crazy. So I, you know, I couldn't
1: anyways. agree
0: more. Um, okay. So if you do dishes at a friend's house, should the host contribute? Adam and Eagle Rock. Yes. Yes. Nick. Yes. Okay. And I think they, they don't have to, but it's a nice touch. Well, I feel like we could go all day, but uh, thank you for dishing some knowledge with us, Nick, and uh, taking this podcast to the next levels. Uh, it was great having <laughs> you on.
1: Well done.
2: Well done. Thanks, guys. Thank this you, This was Nick. awesome. Really, really appreciate it. It meant so much to be invited. So.
0: Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back next week.